Hey, this is Evergreen. Where our stories never go out of season. I'm Caleb, and I'm an audio engineer, and that's Mitchell. And I'm a journalist, and here we explore the one thing that brings us all together, storytelling. And thank you for joining us for this next episode of Evergreen. Today we actually are doing something a little bit different. Um, kind of to honor the Oscar season, we will be kind of giving our favorite stories Opin- kind of our opinions on our favorite stories uh, this year in, in movies. Yeah, we'll be running down 2017 and giving you what we think are the best, best narratives, best characters, best arcs, just what we enjoyed from stories this year. So, enjoy this. Evergreen Awards. Yes. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we actually chose different topics uh, this time, as, as opposed to like the real uh, Academy Awards. We're not doing any best of the, sound yeah, editing. No, no, we're not. We're not doing any of the same ones. We're, we're doing stuff that's best just screenwriting. Kind of, yeah, that's just kind of what we feel. Yeah, we did. We did more about what what do we look at stories and enjoy. And to be fair, though, we are going to be sticking to movies this time. Maybe at a later time we'll do something else. But for now, we're going to yeah, stick to just movies. Just because the Oscar season, we wanted to stay. You know, it, it's movies. So. Topical. Let's stay topical. But um. So to give you a little sneak peek of our uh, nominations and our categories, we are running with the we're running with best story. It's kind of our version of best film, but we're looking for more of a overall narrative. Yeah. We have best hero, best villain. Those are kind of self-explanatory. Best character arc and even best B plot, uh, which is kind of our own. Uh, may or may not be the technical actual idea. Just of those plot, side but... plots and those side characters that you love. We want to honor those specifically. Yeah. Uh, best world building. Kind of atmosphere. Yeah. Films that just have that, you know, that je ne sais quoi. That means I don't know. And then, and I don't know. Uh, we'll last figure it but out. not least, well, last but, and, and least, yeah, uh, we're, worst of the worst. Where we'll just tell you the movies that we just couldn't stand, well, or maybe... The, the ones that kind of just suck, just, you know, And maybe general. they're not even bad movies throughout. Maybe there's just a kernel, something something small, like a little seed. Well, of, I'm going to choose a, ones that are pretty horrible throughout. One, so. A couple of mine, they're just, they have a seed of suck in them that just ruin oh, the rest of the story. So we'll get we'll get into those. Well, here's the thing. Yes, listening. We're choosing a few. So so how are we going to do this? Explain. Uh, so the way this works is um, uh, we don't have an academy. We don't have <laughs> and uh, we don't well, have a Hollywood Foreign Press helping us with this. We have you and I, which uh, surprisingly may make us actually more reputable than an academy. Um, so the geez. way we're so the way we're going. I know. I don't know. Uh, so the way we're going to do this is each one of us is allowed two nominations. And we each give the two nominations, and then you and I have to decide the winner out of those four. There can be honorable yeah. mentions. We will throw those out, but we'll throw those out after we decide the winner. Yeah, and I, I guarantee it's the hardest part of this is going to be you and I actually agreeing. Although, okay, here's the thing. I think that probably our nominations are going to be more the same than we think they and are. If, and if either of us nominates the same thing, if something gets nominated twice between the two of us... Then it wins. Automatically, yeah. Because I mean, who? Well, why? Why would we argue? Let's let's start with um. Hmm. Let's start with best world building. All right. So best world building. This is the category for atmosphere. This could involve music. I'll, this could yeah. Involve... I'll throw in music into that. I'll throw in the atmosphere. I'll throw in the sets, the costume design, stuff like that. I mean, this is not the official, you know, Academy visuals. Uh, Maybe you know. even the writing plays a little bit yeah, into yeah, world yeah. building. So it's a little bit of all of that. Just your yeah. favorite world go ahead with your first two nominations all right uh well why don't we go back and forth okay sure so i'm gonna give my first nomination okay uh my first nomination is going i'm giving it to the film logan 
Okay. I think the uh, the world building in the movie is brilliant. It's very subtle because unlike some of the other movies that came out this year, it's not a fantasy. It's not a sci-fi. Yeah. It is just things have gone to hell and you can tell like mm-hmm. it's it's just a little bit worse than now because it's only a little bit into the future but you can tell there was a tragedy you can tell something really terrible happened with heroes and superheroes specifically but even beyond that you can tell there's unrest more unrest in the border states it than is there so, is yeah it's so depressing like western end of the world almost yeah it's, it's like western meets fallout but yeah. then they, but then they tone it back just enough to make it its own thing still enjoyable at least yeah it's really really good yeah. I, so that's my nomination well give me give me give me yours caleb give me your first one my first nomination is for the orient express murder on the orange express um the reason why specifically is say what you will about this movie yeah it wasn't crazy with critics and stuff this movie was one of the only films this year that was besides you know like star wars and stuff like that which is kind of a given that you know um, but in some ways, I can't give it to Star Wars because that's not really... I mean, they're going off of a world that already exists. Um, but The Orient Express, even though it's based on a book, I've never seen it in film before. And it was like, the set was insane. And the whole time, it's this skinny little set that has a ton of different cars and stuff. And it feels like... It's, it's a really isolated film. I mean, the whole thing takes place in the middle of nowhere. I have not had um, the pleasure, but the whole film takes place on the train. Do they yeah. ever leave the train? Uh, at one point, they leave the train because the train stops, and they're kind of stuck. Um, oh, there's a police siren. Um, and They heard that, me ragging on the Academy. No, <laughs> yeah. no, so yeah, my first one is very expensive. We have to speed this up. We have a lot to we get through. We do have a lot to get through. All right, Go so ahead. my second one, um, and it may sound like a joke, but I'm completely serious, is... Uh, Batman the Lego movie. No, Mitchell, you stole. You, yeah, I was going to say, it was a pun. The best world building. I chose it too. You chose it too? Yes, I did. Well, okay, we're about to get into that. You're but, literally built, they built but, the world. But, but, okay, I, I, I didn't mean it as a pun. I didn't mean it as a pun, but it's a great pun. I, I legitimately chose that too. I, I legitimately think that, be, that like having to cross the lines of adding lego into an already established dc universe and then yeah. also into a universe of lego where everyone is in. like yeah it's a kids movie say that what you will but it's it's really funny it's really it's smart really funny it's really, really good intricate i cannot believe like, you chose imagine that like the ending like the ending where all the I, I guess i mean okay we didn't say this at the beginning of the podcast we're talking about stories throughout 2017 yeah specifically 2017 there oh, may I'm, be spoilers there are case in point at the, end of, at the end of there Batman, will the, there will be spoilers. At the end of uh, the, the Batman Lego movie, when a lot of the villains show up, and the villains are from different universes and different contexts, that only makes sense because the movie has spent time building that world, and it's working off of what the Lego movie gave them to work with. It's just really brilliant uh, world building. I didn't necessarily mean it as a Lego brick pun. Well, I mean, it wasn't completely a joke, but at the same time, it really is... A great world that they created. With well, that. I they're think mixing two different things, like you said. They're making Batman and Lego, and both of them are equally, you know, given, I guess, um, room in this atmosphere. It's really cool how they do it. I, I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was great though. So the winner of best I guess world we shot ourselves in the foot on that one is for us is uh, the Lego Batman movie. Lego Batman movie wins best world building <laughs> Evergreen Award. Uh, it's in the mail. Um, <laughs> Lego. Um, company. Let's do um, best B plot next. All right, best B plot. So, so go, this is go ahead with your first. So one. this is side plots. This is uh, sometimes it could be something involving the main character. Sometimes the main character doesn't have to be involved at all. It can just be a background storyline or hook that goes somewhere or adds into a character's arc. Uh, for example, I'll give you um, one of mine. The character Scourge, which you may or may not be familiar with, 
is uh, Carl Urban's character in Thor Ragnarok. He is one of the members of uh, Valhalla that ends up working for uh, the mistress, the lady, uh, not Lady Death, I can't remember her name, uh, the villain. He's the one that ends the movie by oh, at the Hela. Hela, Hela. He works for Hela, he switches sides, and at the last second, you see him feel conflicted about everything throughout the film. He plays it really well, really subtle. I love Carl Urban. He's great in everything he's in. And at the very end of the movie, he makes that he makes that switch to the good side, and where everything else and everything else he has done has been so subtle leading up yeah. to it. Him turning is him jumping out of a helicopter with two M16s in both hands and just shooting a bunch yeah. of bad guys. It's great. It's epic. It is that '80s heavy metal. Uh, like album cover style that the entire movie is like an 80s album album cover but just him in full armor jumping out of a plane with guns it's amazing so that's my first one what about you um i actually uh really like the rose and finn arkansas i'm just joking oh my god please shut your mouth shut your mouth hey i actually was not too against it but i know 95 percent of the world hates that b plot anyway um, I'm going to do something a little silly, though. It's Happy Hogan um, and the moving process from Tony Stark's place in Spider-Man Homecoming. It was the most pointless. Oh, him trying to move all the stuff. It was just it, They showed it like six times of him moving different things, like different parts of him moving the um, Tony Stark's house mm-hmm. or whatever. And it was just hilarious. It was so funny because you'd be in the middle of this drama with Spider-Man fighting all these, you know, crazy people. And then it would cut to Happy Hogan being, like, on his phone and freaking out. Like, no, 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 you know, like. And then I love that it, by the end of it, it actually tied in with the main story because all of the stuff, he finally succeeded at getting it to to go on the plane to, you know, be off to wherever he's going to be moving. And and uh, Spider-Man, unfortunately, crashes the plane. So that was, yeah. I forgot about that. It was that hilarious. Totally. No, it was really funny that it just kept going back to that. And he was so determined. So that's mine for the that's first That's good. One. I like that one a lot. Um, my second one is um, a character that if you saw the movie, you remember for, for certain, but you might not know her name. It is the, uh, in Blade Runner 2049, the villain, main villain's assistant. It is. Oh, yeah. It is Neander Wallace's assistant, um, which. She was really good. Her name, by the way, is Love. L U V, Love. I do remember that, actually. Um, and specifically, uh, her scenes where she is just vengeful and angry, you don't. I couldn't really get a read on her early on, so it made her arc so much more fun to watch in the background. Yeah. Uh, which, of course, uh, climaxes in her looking at him and saying. I'm the best one, and then turning and walking into the water. Because you realize that she is, though she seems and she talks like she understands Android's place, she's very insecure about her place in the world. And she needs to assert that she is the best at what she does and who she is, and she's better than everyone else. It's why she kills the inspector. It's why everything. So that's my second one. Uh, what's your second one? Um, for my second one, I would say in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, Yondu is basically throughout the entire film of the main the main thing that's going on Yondu it's going through his story a little bit too where he was kind of um, essentially fired from what is it the Ravagers um, uh, it's either the Ravagers, Ravagers or the Reavers Reavers whatever they're called um, um, but uh, he was let go from them and kind of for those who have trouble with names it's the blue guy the blue guy yeah 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 with the, with the uh, Mohawk and it was kind of cool just to see him go from somebody who we kind of didn't like well we liked him but he like didn't like himself at the beginning and then even having that moment with rocket in the jail cell where both of them kind of that scene realized that that he realizes that he's kind of they're the same person essentially he even's like i am you and they're like what the crap and so they start talking about it and then even all all the way to the end of it with star lord when he's like says that ferociously cheesy line um 
which is just the, uh, uh, you may never have had, like, a, a dad, but, or, 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 like, a father, but, uh, you've always had a daddy or something. I think he also he says, like, I'm your pappy or something. I'm your pappy. It's, like, so cheesy, but honestly, it's a really, really good. It works really well. Uh, and it definitely helps lot. out Rocket, too, at the very end, where all the fireworks are going off. And he, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's, like, surprised that people came and liked him, even though, uh, Yondu could could be such a jerk at times, and Star-Lord is like, of course they came. It's like, yeah. it ends both arcs. That's a, uh, that's a really good one. I forgot about that one. Um... Well, those are our four. Now we get to the fun part where we actually have to vote, which is kind of funny or silly because it's silly. I don't really know. I would, I would say that this one would be a nice, fierce battle, but I'm actually going to give it to you. Really? For Zondu one? and Rocket. The yeah, Zondu, Zondu, yeah. Okay. Zondu, because cool. I, for, I forgot about all. I forgot about how good that, that's one of my favorite interactions. I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I remember specifically when they were in the jail cell that was like, dang, this movie just got freaking real. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, it was great. All right. Uh, any honorable mentions? Um... Not on that one? Not for this one, Not no. for me either. Okay, cool. Best character arc. Uh, so this is like A to B to C, beginning, middle, end. A character that starts one place, goes somewhere else, realizes something, and becomes something else entirely by yeah. the end of the film. Most movies hinge upon this. Yeah. Uh, where the other one was mainly specifically for side characters, this one is where you can bring in more of the main characters. And normally the movie's themes will tie into the best character this arc. This is hilarious. It's funny that you said that considering... Both of my best character arcs are for side people. <laughs> Never mind. Why don't you start us off then? Give us um, our first one. So for me, this is going to be weird because I don't know if you've seen War for the Planet of the Apes, but the this, this side character, I actually looked up his name because it's really hard to remember. His name is Preacher, um, and, and he's not a preacher. Let me remind you, he's the crossbow guy. Um, basically, at the beginning of the movie, um, the apes are being attacked by the humans, and the crossbow guy, who's the young dude who gets captured by Caesar, Caesar lets him go and says, tell the people that we don't want war if you leave us alone. This guy, mm-hmm. he spared his life specifically. Caesar spared this crossbow guy's life. And the whole movie, you see Caesar, once they get captured, they're being tortured. It's awful. The whole movie, it's, it's just a struggle for the apes. And this character is constantly standing around Caesar um, because he's like the general Mm-hmm. Um, he's like the assistant of the colonel. And so he's been standing around watching the whole time. In the whole movie, you think he's going to save uh, the day. You think because, Like the hero in the last one. Yeah, and, and, and even there's even a moment where the colonel's like, um, Caesar accuses the colonel of having no mercy. And the colonel says, I mean, uh, when do you have mercy? You're try- coming here trying to kill me. And Caesar says, I gave you mercy when I released, you know, Preacher. I didn't kill him. That was your mercy. I tried to have peace. So even that, they hit you in the head with that again in the halfway through the film to make you remember, like, this guy clearly has been given so much mercy. Like, why is he still on the villain's team? And in one of the very last scenes, it's crazy stuff. It's exploding. Huge climax. A lot of crazy stuff that I I won't spoil all that, but I mean, Mm -hmm. it is spoilers. Sure, sure. Um, But there's this last final thing that Caesar's about to do something really, really important. The moment of decision. The moment of decision. And he gets shot in the side with a crossbow. And it turns over and you see Preacher there. And you go, you sit there as an audience going, are you freaking kidding me? The one thing that you were supposed to do, that we thought you were going to do because he gives you mercy, mercy at the beginning, and he didn't do it. The reason why this is a little bit more, like, there's more depth to this, is because it's kind of symbolic for the humans. The whole series is about the humans and how they've made choices that are causing their own extinction. This movie is very much about how humans caused their own extinction in the film. Preacher, preacher causes it. It was essentially, uh, uh, it was just a an image of 
the humans' ability to choose. They could have chosen to stop attacking the apes, but for anybody who's watching it saying like, well, the humans didn't know or whatever, this was very, it was very direct by the by the director that, that was basically saying, no, they had their last chance to make peace and they didn't. That's real good. Uh, and it, that's why it was so cool, especially because of how shocking it was. What Like, what a dick. Definitely <laughs> defy the you know? expectations moment. Yeah, so, it, yeah, no, that was great. Um, yeah, anyway, go ahead. That was a long explanation. Yeah, hey, hey, it's a good moment. Go uh, my first one, uh, it's from a movie, I don't know if you've seen either, uh, The Big Sick. Uh, which I've is, heard of it. It's kind of a romantic comedy, but not really. Uh, my character arc goes uh, with the main character, uh, Kumal, who is played by Kumal Nagiani. Uh, he plays himself because it is the story of how he and his, it is the true story of how he and his wife met, though I believe parts of it are dramatized and stuff. Um, but it's the story of how he and, he and his girlfriend meet, they start dating, and he's kind of, the whole m- film is him struggling with the expectations of his parents. They want him to marry a nice nice uh, Middle Eastern woman. They keep bringing people to to come and eat at the house that he doesn't want to meet, and he starts dating this white girl, and their relationship relationship ends up falling apart because he can't tell her about his actual struggles. He can't tell her about his family life. He can't he, he wants to have his cake and eat it too. He he wants to be able to maintain a good relationship with his family, and he also wants to be able to date a white woman. Um, then she get then they break up because she finds out about everything, and he gets and and he at first thinks I will move on and I will just become the good son and finally be do what my mother wants. She gets incredibly deathly sick, and goes into a coma. And because he's the only one available at the time, he actually has to sign off as he, as her wife or has as her husband. And so he has to watch there. He doesn't have to stay there because her parents show up, but he chooses to stay and ends up getting a, a really great relationship with her parents, just getting to know them as people. And it's this great moment where he realizes that getting to see his parents and getting to see her parents, that your story, it's more important that you are able to be true to who you are and be true to the uncomfortable situations that you put yourself in and that they need to be worth it. Or by the end of the film, he ends up with neither. He doesn't have the girl, and he doesn't have uh, he, his family disowns him, and the girl doesn't want to get back with him because she was in a coma the entire time that he was getting close to the family. So it's like he got a stronger relationship with her and her family while she wasn't even around because he got to know them. So in the end, it's about him finally being comfortable with who he is and moving to New York to pursue comedy. And the two things he wanted, him truly becoming a man, ended up he lost both of them and was okay with it. It's just this really great... I mean, it's silly, but it's it's kind of the, it's kind of the trend right now. It's the modern modern day. It's the thirty year old coming of age story. Yeah, it's, though those it, are getting popular. And, and I mean, yeah, and it's because they're great, and because a lot it's very unique to modern day America. Is yeah. that people who are, have already established their careers and already established as a person and already established what they want in life have to reconfront becoming an adult. And, and it's an interesting story. And I think the big sick has done it better than anything else yeah. I've seen. That sounds awesome, and I've not seen it, which I'm not going to vote for it then. So That's I'm fair. Uh, well, what is your... Uh, <laughs> just, well, I haven't seen uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, so I'm not voting <laughs> well, for I that either. Well, I guess both of those don't count. So I guess, uh, what's, um, your, what's yours? My what? next one is Loki from Thor Ragnarok. Oh. And um, just... Not the most original, I would say. I mean, it's not the most original, but it was it was really just well done. It was really well done. The two brother, It was the brother strife that continued from the first movie. Um, in this one, though... Um, obviously Thor doesn't know that Loki's even alive at the beginning of this film and it, just from the beginning where Loki's pretending to be Odin all the way to the very end where they even have the scenes in the middle where he's not even, he's too scared he's like it's a mixture of being afraid of his brother but also respecting his brother but also hating his brother it's this crazy crazy like cocktail of emotions that Loki has towards Thor and 
Um, even that it, one of the coolest parts, specifically the, the, the moment that kind of defined the arc, was when he appeared to him multiple times as a hologram of, of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even Thor, f- you know, f- uh, flung like a, a glass bottle at him and it went through him. And so he's like, well, if you were even here, for goodness sake, like... Brother, could, if you were here, I'd hug you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, yeah, they do the brother, if you were here, I'd hug you or something like that. And uh, then sure enough, he throws him the little thing. thing and he catches it and it's like... Dude, dude, it was, no, it was just great. It's uh, a tearjerker. It's, it's definitely a, a tearjerker. I mean, it's, it's a classic brother-brother story where they have mm-hmm. to learn to love each other again. But the reason why I liked it so much, I think, was just because of the complexities of Loki. It was not just one emotion. He, like, thought everything about Thor. And it was good and bad and weird. And so... And I, I guess we'll ended, just have to wait till yeah, Infinity yeah, yeah. War to see where he actually goes. I have goes. no idea what he's going to do. And, I, I, you know, they might ruin him because the vast world kind of just likes him as a villain, charismatic villain. But I did like the kind of redemption at the end. Even though it wasn't full redemption, I kind of liked how they did. Yeah, it was nice. Whatever. Um, My last one, uh, it was really honestly a toss-up between two people because I think their character arcs were very similar. But I went with the one that was more of a main character of their own story. And that is the character of Logan in Logan. Um, It's honestly breathtaking. It is the curtain call on a character that we've all come to know and love. Uh, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine and we all know him as Wolverine uh, I got out of the theater and I had to look up pictures of him online to remind myself that he yeah. wasn't sick and dying yeah um, me too but I was, did the same thing but it was just the story of because <laughs> it, it's an amazing movie because it works off of your expectations it starts off with classic Logan old disgruntled man who doesn't want to be a hero anymore that's who Logan's always been because he's always been an old man so we're immediately confronted with a character that we know you don't need love. to give the, the, the number the main spoilers uh yeah, true. I know. I won't. Um, okay, okay. But we're, we, you're immediately confronted with those those parts of his character, which are ones we all know and we all can identify with. And you already think you know the beats of the story when the story is not about Logan needing to learn that he needs to become a hero again. Yeah. It's about Logan needing to learn that he needs to let people become heroes yeah. and that he needs to be a father figure yeah, to yeah. other heroes. So we get, honestly, we get to see someone who never considered themselves a teacher, who never considers themselves a master. In fact, he was kind of the opposite of that. He was anti-teacher, almost. He was anti-teacher, but, yeah, but while being an anti-teacher, he was a professor at, yeah. the, at the Xavier Institute, so he did teach kids, but mm-hmm. he never was really comfortable with it. I think for the first time, we get to see him be comfortable in being a leader and being a teacher at and the end it, of this it, film. But that's the reason why it's a good arc, though, is because it wasn't easy, because the whole movie, he's pulling away from this kind of, yeah. I don't want to call it destiny, but this, this thing that he's leaning towards, he's pulling away from it to the point where there's even mm-hmm. violent scenes of him screaming at what, what's her face um um uh the girl who had yeah. the, the number for x x 22 or whatever yeah um, i just i think it is actually x 22 and I, I mean and i'm not even gonna they even hit us over the head with it where he literally gets to fight himself i mean he yeah literally fights yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah i'm gonna be okay i'm gonna go with you for this one <laughs> i i didn't think about it because loki just caught my mind but i'll definitely vote for yeah it literally um, or Logan in Logan. And we will not spoil the end the end of it. Go see it though. It's fantastic. Go. I can't believe it came out this year. Go I, see it. Came I out like February. Um next up let's do the best villain. Well uh just as a side note, um I said I was stealing between two people. The other one was Luke Skywalker, but I think their plots are very similar. Oh, so yeah. they're very much both the master. Oh, yeah. They're is... the master needing to let the uh needing to let the apprentice walk forward. So I just went with the one that was in the title character. Cool, cool, cool. Ooh. Okay, so up next, uh, we're going to take a dive to the dark side. We have our best villain category. All right. So so the first one that I think you and I will agree on. You think we're going to agree on one together? It's Kylo Ren from <laughs> from The Last Jedi. Uh, he might be on my list. <laughs> Maybe he's not, though. You might be wrong. Maybe. You don't know. You don't Kylo know. Kylo freaking Ren. Great villain. Just 
he took everything about the Force Awakens uh, and his villain ship <laughs> in that movie and made it twice as good. It was just he stole the show. He stole the show. In in more. I don't, I don't even, there's not even real need to be more of an explanation. Just all of, not to mention his acting abilities, just such a, an epitome of a character who hates himself. Hates himself it's, and hates everybody. Hates himself, but because he hates himself so much, he allows it to make him hate other people. It's just a perfect description of what the dark side does to people in the in the story of, you know, the, in the world of Star Wars. Um he feels like a proper Anakin Skywalker. He really does. He feels like what Anakin should have been portrayed yeah. as. I, there are, um, there. Are, it's hard to imagine moments from modern movies jumping to the top of my Star Wars list. Luke Skywalker staring at Kylo and saying, uh, "What does he say to him?" He's like, "Oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sorry," and him yelling back at him, "I I'm bet sh- you yeah, are." I bet you it's are. like, oh, what a snotty nosed brat! Just, I love he's it. Just a brat. I love it. No, he's he's a total him jerk. flinging hucks around. Him having his own, one of the things I love is him having his own version of the story when he tells Ray, and then when Luke tells um, Ray the version of the story of what happened in the tent, it's a little bit different, so, you know? And it clearly shows Kylo Ren's um, kind of his, his his feelings. Like, Luke just blatantly tried to murder him. And yes, it is true, but when Luke tries to explain the story, there's so much more to the story of that. It's because he was terrified, thinking that he was going to... Betray them all and kill them all. And like so, a good villain, he's justified slightly. Yeah, and and that and he completely is believable. And I think that's the reason why he's good. He's conflicted enough that if I put him on my best hero list, I think I could defend it. He's not that far, you know, but, he's, but he's but he's well, he's close. He's very close at times. All of the best villains think that they're the hero. Which exactly. Is, which is why he's a great character. And so and he's burning it all to the ground. I can't believe that was the first one. Go ahead with your first one. Oh my. Uh. Well, my my. We'll skip my first one. And we'll go straight to Kylo Ren because that would have been my first one. So I'm gonna give you my other one. So Kylo Ren win, wins. So Kylo spoilers. Ren wins. But let's talk about the two runners up. Um, okay. One, my, one of my my runner up that you may uh, you may or may not have seen if you're okay. listening now. Uh, his name is Bats. You may not remember who Bats is. I don't remember who Bats, Bats is. is played by Jamie Foxx and is the villain in Baby Driver. Oh yes! And oh my he gosh! Is wow! Terrifying. Every scene he's yeah, in, he is. he's not even the main villain. The main villain, I would say, is actually uh, Buddy, uh, played by uh, John Hamm. He's the he's the villain that he gets to the end of the film. Like he's the main villain. He's the villain yeah. of the climax. But Bats, every scene he's in, you're terrified. He, there's no one scarier on screen than him. Every single time he opens his mouth, you think everyone in the room's yeah. about to die. He takes him to the drug meeting and he just randomly kills everybody. Take him to the restaurant and then and he like, tries has the that really awkward. Meet uh, like meal with with them with the waitress standing around with yeah. his girlfriend. Yeah, it's super weird. He's terrifying. Yeah, he's a great villain. He was really good. Who's your uh, Who's your second? Who's your not Kylo? Um, my not Kylo would be. Um, this is more of my perspective based on him being the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me why so. Uh, he's oh, he is smart. He is the um protagonist he's he's kind of a, a dual protagonist in, in some sorts um obviously um what's what's this guy's name um james franco james franco's brother oh uh, dave franco dave franco dave franco's obviously the main character he's the protagonist of the story it focuses around him it's his story it's his plot mark um, yeah mark um in, in the in the movie um and tommy Wiseau is um essentially his partner throughout the whole thing and there's a shift halfway through the movie where the main villain kind of turns into Tommy Wiseau, where Mark is almost being borderline abused by Tommy. But um, he didn't hit her. <laughs> he did not. Well, there's the there's the Tommy Wiseau joke. Um, well, it had to happen. But no, he's no, he's a <laughs> villain unto himself. Yeah, no, it's just he he starts going crazy. Like he is 
getting so particular with this film um, to the point where if we're looking at what a villain is based on purely causing the most problems in the movie, he's definitely the villain of the film in some points. So I would say that was my second runner-up because it was just such an interesting uh, antagonist in some ways. Well, uh, Ben Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, is our best villain by far. Uh, my real quick honorable mention is uh, is Neander Wallace. He's the main villain in Blade Runner. Uh, oh, yeah. Blade Runner 2049. Oh, yeah, sorry. that weird guy. Played I, by Jared know, Leto. I he's, don't... His arc isn't quite as obvious, and it's very weird and artistic, but he every scene he's in, you can't help but watch, so... I liked him, but I... I'm... Yeah. He he was cool, but it, maybe it's just Jared Leto. <laughs> I don't mind Jared Leto. In I general, just do not like the, his I, version of the Joker. Yeah. I thought he was cool. Um, I, I couldn't recognize... Like you said, I couldn't recognize his arc as much, and to me, a villain is usually only as good as their arc is, and because of that, I don't know if I would say he's the best villain but i'm glad that you chose him and i will accept your honorable mention thank you um so moving past um moving past that we move on to everyone's favorite character normally the hero the hero of the story the hero um let's actually uh i wonder i i'm honestly curious if we doubled up on this one or not i don't know i'm curious what we did do i'm not really sure i'll start off go ahead so i'll start off with uh I almost put this down for my favorite character arc, and honestly, I easily could have, but I just chose not to. Um, and that is the character Officer K. Uh, that is uh, the main character in Blade Runner 2049. So, I'm going to be honest. K, for me, um, is an honorable mention, um, but okay. he is not in my top. So he will not automatically win. He will not. But I will say I agree with you in the sense that I was thinking about him as being one of the main. He is The character is one of the most interesting heroes I've ever seen in a story. He is the protagonist. He is the main character, and it is his journey we are watching. Yeah. He's kind of a bad guy at the beginning. Like he's doing what he does is bad at the beginning. He's a replicant killer. He he's a Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, and and it was a little bit of a redemption story. And but it's a redemption story out of ignorance because he at one point starts to believe he's human. That's the beauty of yeah. the movie. I would the beauty of the movie yeah. is his journey to realizing what he is, who he is, and what his purpose is, and being okay with that. In fact, that. I knew we should have thrown him in the best arcs, because that was... He, he was he was an honorable mention for my best arc, but I didn't say that he's, because I was going to wait for this. Yeah, he's really, really... He's a really cool character. He's, I've never seen somebody like him, especially because he's so... I've never seen a character... Let's put it this way. I don't think I've ever seen a character carry a film so well who pretty much has no personality other than just dead-faced, like, monotone... But in the same time, that is his character, you know? So I don't know how they did it. He did a really, really good job at, at, at giving him a unique He emoted with no emotion, yeah, and which is very hard to do. His scenes with Joy, his holographic girlfriend, are just stunning. They yeah, blow my mind still. Yeah, those are great, yeah. Um, well, how about you? My first one would be uh, Caesar from War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh -huh. Just, I've never seen a movie before that has a hero that is more hero than this. Um, I've not seen it, but I have seen the first two, and Caesar is I, one of my favorite yeah, I characters mean, it of is, fiction right now. Obviously, the film, if you've seen it, it takes heavily after um, Bible stories, and just really, 90% of the movie is biblical like references. Well, he's very much Moses. He, yeah, he is so a Moses in this movie, but not to the point where it like kind of is annoying. It's not um, Superman. He doesn't fall backwards no, on a cross no, there's not form. there's not too much symbolism. One time, he's kind of on a cross, but... <clears throat> uh, oh, my God. But he gets off. <laughs> um... But anyway, uh, he just a classic uh, hero who just fights to the very, very end. It, it's 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 so cool. It, he's um, and also one of the best portrayals of, of a character by Andy Serkis. Um, which, if this was best the best actor category in like the Academy Awards, I would vote for him. I think he deserves um, a nomination at the very least, yeah, if not a win, just due to the fact that the amount of emotion 
portrayed in a monkey, sorry, <clears throat> ape, uh, through somebody making those real facial expressions with a bunch of dots on their face. Like, I cannot believe that he portrayed all of that. Andy Serkis is, a, blows my mind. is a gift. He's a gift to us, and I don't think we, uh, don't think, we think about that enough. He's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, what's your next one? Uh, my second one. So this will depend on this will decide if we double up because okay. I did not pick Caesar. Uh, my second one, and honestly, my pick between the two personally. Uh, my second one is Peter Parker. I'm gonna go with Peter Parker from Spider-Man: Homecoming. I think I think it's a little unfair because I think Peter Parker and Spider-Man are. I think Peter Parker is one of the best heroes ever written in general. Yep. Um, I think he's incredible for the roles he plays. I think and I think this movie, this movie more than any other Spider-Man movie, showed me a young high school hero in a way I've never seen before. There's nothing better than the scenes of him desperately wanting to do bigger things when he is stuck saving people daily. And there's also one of my think favorite hero moments of the year. And there's a lot of hero moments throughout the year because we get a lot of superhero movies these days. One of my favorite hero moments is the building on top of him. Not the classic Spider-Man moment of him lifting it up because that's amazing. The minute that the stuff fell on him, you knew they were going to do that comic book moment. Yeah. But the sound of him screaming for help when you, get, when you get to yeah. hear a kid be actually scared and then him realize I'm not a kid r- right now I have to be a hero yeah I actually chose the same one so did you really was, yeah I did um, <laughs> <laughs> well the main, my main reason why is Peter Parker in, in, in Spider-Man Homecoming when we thought of the, the um, category of best hero the first thing I thought of is obviously Peter Parker because not only is he just the best hero protagonist in, in some ways in, in, in this year's movies but one of the reasons why he's so cool is because he is a character that wants to be a hero so intentionally and so specifically that it is, it's kind of like, so imagine this, Hercules is great because he's he's really cocky, I'm talking about the Disney Hercules, yeah, yeah. he's really cocky and he's always like, there's even those things where like, looks like you need a hero and he's getting all excited about it and they kind of have similar characters. The difference with Hercules, though, and that kind of that common, um, you know, guy who really wants to be a hero, that really wants to save the day, is that Peter Parker is brand new at the whole thing. He's officially, it's like he got a job um, uh, when he's completely out of his league. It's like, it's like he got he, no training. It's like he applied to a job and they just t- took his resume and said, yeah, even though they didn't even read it. It's like, so he's in no way um, capable of really being the hero that he wants to be. But that's kind of why he's so good. It's because the whole movie is him being like, no, I want to be her. Yeah, I'm doing it. What would a hero do? What would, and it's kind of adorable. Yeah, the some, scene in, in the car. Parts. The scene in the car with Vulture where they're yeah. just like oh, discussing yeah. like what he's going to do is so brilliant. And you can even see the gears working in Peter Parker's head of like, okay, what would a hero do in this situation? Yeah, and, you know, um, am I going to be a chicken and like freak out about this or am I going to actually, you know? So I, w- I would say, yeah, Peter Parker would win in this. Um, an honorable mention for me uh, would be, um, for me, I would say Logan. Uh, we already talked about Logan, just fantastic hero. Um, I would also say uh, Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> yeah, I know, I can see that. not only is the villain of his own story, but he's also the hero of his own story, which is why he's a great runner-up for um, uh, best hero, I think. Yeah, my, uh, my runners-up were uh, uh, Batman, the Lego version. Oh, yeah. I think it's a great hero, and he has a great <laughs> little arc, yeah, too. that's perfect. Um, and then it was also uh, a 2-4, because one of them, I just really enjoyed their arc as a hero, and the other one, I think, is just one of the best current heroes we have, and that was Ray and Poe. Both both Ray and Poe Dameron. I really enjoyed Poe Dameron's yeah, yeah, yeah. storyline, and then Ray is just Poe. Ray is a hero. So yeah. yeah. All right. So he, uh, before we get to best story, Let's we got to do the worst of the worst. We got to dive into the dive into the the, the deep end of the of the slime uh, and sludge. I'm gonna adjust myself right now. This is this is gonna be bad. All right. So these are movies. They didn't necessarily have to be bad all in all, but what they what they are 
irks you. Yeah, so I have four listed here. I have two. What? Um, <laughs> Wasn't that bad of a year for me? Yeah, it was. It okay, was. maybe it was. It really was. There were some that I think were really bad, but I never got around to going and seeing because I didn't want to spend money on bad movies. Yeah. So um, I only listed ones I saw. So I have two nominations, but I do know which one is worse. Okay. Um, Give me the not worse one first. So the one that's not worse is Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. That was the poster child of a movie that has been going on too long to the point where the company that's making it just says, what on earth do we do to make a film? And they just redid the exact same thing in the last few films, but very poorly. It is just a horribly depressing. It's actually depressing. It's really sad. It makes you feel like you're looking through a yearbook and realizing you were a lot uglier than you thought you were. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just really sad to also, watch it. Also, uh, screw you if you like the character of Barbosa because this movie just ruins it him completely. It completely destroys him. It is just completely awful. <laughs> um, what is your first choice for the worst of the worst? Um, My first choice was... Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Dead Man Tells No wins. Tales. I guess it's going to win. I do well, think, unless, I do cho- think, unless we match on the other one. True. I do think this movie was offensive, though. I do think that it was offensive because Pirates of the Caribbean is a series I love. I'm one of the few. I loved one, two, and three equally. I love all three of them. I think oh, they're I great. Don't know about that. But, well, I, I, I like them all I consider, for the most part. I consider one, two, and three to be a really great trilogy when it comes to the. To the saga, at least if it was, it was self contained. Specifically, least. the saga of Elizabeth Swan and uh, Turner. Will Turner and William Turner. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really well done. We get to see these characters that are innocent and become pirates in the end. Now they're really just rehashing old styles and jokes to the point where Johnny Depp's Jack Sparrow's not even a character anymore. He's just one-liners. Yeah. And this makes me really sad. But I mean, who would have thought that the fifth in a series would have been the worst? Just think about it. Just think about yep. any series you know. Any, yep. any series. Yep. You know, yep, yep, yep. All right, so really, I'll roll right into my second one, even okay. though we now know who's going to win. Um... This is one of the few bad ones that I actually got to see, and I sat down and watched it at your house uh, while you were editing one of our podcasts. Okay. Um, Beauty and the Beast. Really just didn't enjoy it. Honestly, it's it's not even a terrible... It's honestly not a poorly made film in any way. I don't think... I know a lot of people who love it. I know a lot of people who love it, and they are not wrong for loving it. The problem is what I would want out of it and what it gave me are so opposite that I couldn't not put it on the list. Yeah, that's my um, dishonorable mention. Uh my first dishonorable mention. Nice. Uh, my main problem with it is that I really love the original story, Beauty and the Beast, and, I, and I'm and i so annoyed that Disney is taking this opportunity to just rehash their old animated movies, when I think they really could be taking this opportunity to do live adaptations of the original yeah. stories, and that would be so much more exciting yeah. to me, especially when you get such a good cast. It's such a good cast, and they're literally just having to act out a movie that literally already exists. Yeah. It just makes me sad. Well, um, what's your uh, what's your your other pick? I, I would say my next honorable mention would be Transformers: The Last Night. That <laughs> movie was horrible. Once again, the fifth in a series is always good. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Fifth in a series. Fifth in a series. Oh, I didn't realize gosh. that's what you were no, hinting at. It, no, not just that. Like any series that you can think of that has like, I mean, even in, um, uh, I think even in the Fast and Furious movies, the fifth one was bad. I don't know. I've never seen those films, but. Anyway, I think that's Fast Five. I think that's considered a really good one, but is I don't it? know. I maybe, don't watch. Maybe the... I'm a complete idiot. I don't, I don't watch know. those movies. My um, favorite one is uh, uh, Fast and the Furious Three: Tokyo Drift. Favorite one. Fight, the emoji fight me, movie. fans. Oh, oh god. I watched. Um, oh, I just got a hernia. I watched. <laughs> I watched it on the internet. Oh god. Um, Patrick Stewart as, is poop. So as, as much. Sir Patrick Stewart. As much as I want to agree with you that Pirates of the Caribbean, as much as we have to follow our own rules. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, <sighs> Dead Men Tell No, no Tales is 
is uh, I think Emoji so Movie is an offensive movie. I think Pirates of the Caribbean is an offensive, offensive to an entire franchise. Emoji Movie was one of the worst films I've seen in my entire life. It was, it was the most money-centric film I probably have ever seen. And also probably the stupidest film I've ever seen in my life. It was just... It's not worth talking about. You know, I could I could do that thing where I continue to say it, yeah, you know, and, and raise my voice a little bit more and keep getting more dramatic. It is just so bad. It's not worth even talking about. Patrick Stewart is poop. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. All right. Okay. Let's get on to the good Let's stuff. get on to the best yeah, wipe story. That, wipe wipe my wipe all that off of us. Get feel good, clean, good movies. Good movies. Good best movies. story. Best story. So this this is just the best narrative arc, beginning to end. What thrilled you? What made you want to go back to the theaters? What makes you want to go to the theaters now in 2018? And go for, for me. What's your first um, one? I chose two um, that are original, to my knowledge. Yeah, no, they're both original, actually. Yeah, both of mine are original sure. as well. Um, some honorable mentions, really quick. Uh, yeah, that sure, I, definitely. That I don't want to choose just because they're not necessarily brand new stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan. He is technically a continuation of the franchise. Technically, um, it's an X-Men movie. Planet of the Apes, same situation. Okay. Those are fantastic movies that deserve to win. I would say they should maybe be nominated for Best Picture, but mm-hmm. uh, Disaster Artist, technically original story, but also a real story. So, you know, I don't know. You're sketchy there. Yep. My first um, nominee would be Baby Driver. Ooh. This is one of the most original films I've seen in my entire life. There was nothing about this that seemed cliche, and... It was so interesting how they used the music to kind of propel the story forward and made the cars that he drove almost a character in the story as well. Stunts are amazing, but yes. Yeah, it was just an overall super, super good film. And the ending is so satisfying. And the ending is crazy. And I hear, you know, I'm not a big fan of sequels all the time, but they're working on a sequel, so that's a little interesting. It'll be weird to see where that goes. Um, Edgar Wright is probably my favorite modern director yeah, in yeah, general. Yeah, I know. I trust him, though, so he'll he'll do well. We'll what's, what's your first nominee? Uh, I'll quickly say my honorable mentions as well. Okay, um, uh, Baby Driver was one of my honorable mentions. Good. I think it was amazing. Uh, awesome. Logan as well. Uh, for me, Blade Runner 2049 uh, was also one of my oh, honorable yeah, mentions. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think what it did for sequels and how it and how it cha- uh, tackled being a sequel it blew me away. Yeah. Uh, but my first actual one, um, okay, this one I know we didn't double up on, so I'm gonna do this one first because okay. I think the other one we may have doubled up on. Uh, my first honorable mention is I mentioned it earlier is The Big Sick, uh, oh, yeah, fe- yeah. Uh, by Kamal Nagiana Nagiani. Uh, it's one of the best films I've ever seen. Um, it's one of the funniest um, romantic comedies I've ever seen. One of the most interesting stories I've ever seen. It is technically based off his own life story. But considering he's the one writing it, it's almost um, autobiographical. So in my in my mind, that makes it incom- as original as it physically can be. Um, it was it's it's really really funny, very very interesting, and I think it's very current and modern, but without feeling heavy-handed. I really enjoyed it. Also, it got a uh, Raymond. I can't. Uh, what's uh, everyone loves Raymond? I can't remember the actor's name, but he is in it. I'm sure his name is Raymond, and I'm gonna be annoyed. Um, he blew my mind. I'm so excited to see him in movies again. He yeah. is. The funniest person I have ever seen in a um, long time. I really need to see it. Clearly, you do. As you're you do. It's on Netflix. It, so. It's on Netflix. Um, and for the first, the, for the for the first thing, the, 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 <clears throat> I have a feeling that you and I are both going to agree on the on the final film. Do you want to uh, do you want to do it at the same time together? Time, and I I guarantee it's the same right. film. So one, two, three. Get, get out. out. <laughs> get All right. Yeah. Yeah. There it goes. There it goes. Yeah. 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 It is just. Brilliant. Brilliant. It's just brilliant. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's it, really, really good. Beginning Super to end. Super original. 
it's I've never seen a movie story. like it in my life ever. Um, it blew me away with the. I mean, there's actors and actresses that I've never even heard of that are now. I would love to see them cast in something else because they're like my favorites now. I can't wait to see the girlfriend um, again. She was she was a, she, she was she's uh, only been in a few films. She's really not popular. She was up there for my best villain as well. She just and didn't quite make it. She did so well. She did so well. I actually forgot about adding her to the best. She's villain. terrifying. The whole I, family's I, I, terrifying. I didn't even nominate her for that. There's yeah, so much in there to pull apart. I watched a video yesterday of them pulling apart references in it, and there's things that I didn't catch. There's things that they didn't catch. It's just it's yeah. amazing how much is how many little things are in that movie. It's so dense with so many different things. It's Twilight it's, Zone on crack. It's it's amazing. Yeah, and the crazy thing about it is that it's not purely uh, just just sci- sci-fi or kind of fantasy weird stuff. You know, it's actually super compelling. Like it's really compelling. It's really a I drama. Th- I most thought of it. about it for like five six days after. Like oh my gosh, like my mind has been blown a little bit. Like holy crap, like I see the world in a different perspective now. Like this is crazy. Um, I saw it twice in theaters. I believe with you. Yes. Uh, maybe I don't know if it was for both times. But no, I saw it once with you, and I saw it once with some of my classmates. Yeah, it was really good. It was um, really, really good. It's it's scary, and I'm not a big horror fan, but I, it was the kind of scary that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what the ending was going to be until the credits oh, yeah. rolled, which I think is very hard to pull off in this day and age. Um, and from a first-time director, so well of, of, an, of an official well, I mean, feature-length uh, film. Of course. Well, he, wasn't he involved in Keanu? Uh, I don't know. Jordan Peele? Yes, he was, huh? Jordan Peele, I can't wait to see what else you got next. I, I, I can tell. The best part is that he's been as blown away by its success as we all have been, which it's made been, it's, it's just been fun following it's heartwarming. It. Um, I can't wait to see what he does next. The Academy Awards nominate him, so they like him too. Yeah. So, you know, 2017 might not have been a good year in general, period, at all. <laughs> but it was a really good good uh, year for films. It was really great, good. Good for stories. We got um, all these great movies. And these are just, I mean, there's tons of them that we didn't even get to see. So yeah. this is just the ones that are on the top of our heads. I know that everybody's probably thinking of the ones that they love. but Yeah, and, and actually, please tweet us uh, the ones that you love. If you think there were categories that, and we missed something blatantly, tell us. Send so it at us. because we just a bonus question. I, okay, keep going. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just going to yeah, just tell us what your favorite of, of the year were. Send yeah, us yeah, a link yeah. to it. I want to see because honestly, I am a a stupid busy person sometimes and I miss great stories and it makes me sad every time I miss a great story so to finish this off we are already at 46 minutes this is the longest episode of Evergreen by the way but hey it's it's award season we're gonna finish this really quick and we're gonna move on with our story next uh, uh, in two weeks Um, yes we have a story Mitchell's writing and it's also have already written Yes, he wrote, and it's already going to, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> be excited. So, uh, just an extra little bonus question uh, for us is a story that we experienced for the first time this year that may have not come out this year. Um, oh, just one that so we liked? a film, a film. So, for me, the first, I've, I saw The Thing for the first time. Ooh, and that, oh, terrifying. That movie gets my pick for one of the most disturbing films I've ever seen. Uh, definitely did not come did not come out in 2017, but I got to see it in 2017, um, and it was awesome. Um, it was really 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 good. Um, so that's my pick. That's a good pick. Um, actually, um, I got to see a movie, a little movie called Paper Moon. Oh yeah. Super old. I think it's if I remember correctly, black and white even from what yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's actually black and white because of the age of the film. I or think if it's it might be. It's about purposes. it's about this con artist and this little girl that's pretending to be his daughter and them traveling across uh, Dust Bowl America yeah. during like the Great Depression era and them just trying to stay one kind one of step a con ahead artist, of the cops. Right? Yeah, he's a con artist. He kind of does the classic like give you five dollars, ask for five back, then go yeah. oh you gave me five, I gave you a ten, why don't you just give me another five and we'll call it done and then they leave and they made twenty bucks. It's yeah. it's a lot of lot, a lot of quick cons, a lot of quick talking, really great dialogue back and forth I feel like a, a lot of modern directors I feel like probably look at that movie for dialogue help and it was 
honestly, it's such a heartwarming story. I kind of miss things like it, just very kind of small, chill uh, road trip movies. It's part of why I liked uh, Baby Driver so much. It kind of yeah. felt like a little bit more, it felt like a high-octane version of of, of uh, Paper Moon. So yeah. yeah, that would be my pick. So guys, go check out The Thing if you haven't seen it. Go check out Paper Moon if you haven't seen it. Go check out all these films if you've not seen them. Yeah. They're really, really and good. And please tell us what you've been watching so that we can go check it out too. Yeah. I'll, I'll make up free time. But yeah, so next week, new story new coming story at you. Uh, by Mitch. We're doing an angry crowd. We're doing a bulldozer. Excalibur. And we're doing Excalibur. Yep. So look forward Stay to that. Stay tuned for that. I'm excited. Um, please send us your topics for our Evergreen Bank on Twitter. Uh, you can find us well, yeah, on keep Twitter. Yeah, keep adding because honestly, we need stuff. And also, we'll even... I, don't know, I mean, I guess we'll we'll mention people. Uh, yeah, who, yeah. If you give us suggested a, the ideas to us, so. if you give us a topic, we'll say who gave us the topic when we choose yeah. it. That's at Evergreencast, by the way. Evergreencast, yeah. Um. So yeah, and please uh, share this episode with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it with your enemies. Share it with whoever. And do the five star thing on the little podcast app on yeah, your and iPhone. Do a little review that says this was okay the and only I enjoyed it. Real way that you know we go to the top of the list when you type us in is with more stars. So it's a long way okay. to the top. This is time to end the episode. It's time to end the episode. It's, it's been award season, going guys. Going on for way it's too long. It's award season. Mind, you're losing your mind. 